0: so secured because of the empty grave. His power has emptied the tomb, and that same power's in this room. It's in your heart for everyone who believes. It will raise you back to new life. So why don't we go ahead and glorify the one who started it, he'll end it. If he began it, he'll finish it. If there's brokenness, here comes healing. If there's poverty, here comes provision. If there's lostness, misdirection. Here comes clarity of purpose and calling. Jesus is alive. God is for you. Who can be against you? Let's give some time and some praise to the one worthy of all honor and glory, the king above all kings, the name above all names. And at that name, every situation and circumstance has to bow because he's defeated sin and death and he's not done in your life yet. Come on, let's raise some revival expectation in this room. Jesus, we need you. God, we are grateful for you. Have your way in our hearts. Change our situation. Revive our hearts, Lord. We love you. We need you. We glorify our risen King. Amen, amen, amen kingdom city let's just celebrate jesus today he's not done yet either amen what a beautiful day to be in the house of god honor that you came out to church family we love you liz and i are so grateful for you to every guest in the room you might have came filling someone dragged you here or brought you along or you just thought you'd stop by but heaven knew what it was doing You might not know it in your head, but I believe you'll feel it in your heart, that you were drawn here for such a time as this, for prodigals to come home, and for those in despair to get fresh hope, for those that feel like things have died. Today's the day. It's coming back alive. Amen. 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 It's great to have you. Can we thank the worship team for a phenomenal job? Everyone serving. Everyone at Kingdom Kids. It's a great day to be a part of church. You guys can grab your seat. I don't know what you're facing in your life, but I do know Jesus faced Friday's cross and all of its pain. He looked to the cross and all of its torture and torment. The Bible says, the author of Hebrews says he was looking something beyond the pain. Come on, you go to the gym. Got that motivational post picture on your Instagram. I want to look like that. I'm looking to that, so I'm gonna get through this elliptical. I just want to tell you right now, the elliptical probably won't get you to that. But anyways, if Jesus you are in saw the torture fifth of the Fifth grade cross. or third grade. I need you but in the orange the square. The if you are in. And he didn't go around first- it. He looked right through it. He walked right into it. He carried it on his own back. He allowed those that he was dying for. had rejected them he accepted them when he laid out his hands to be nailed to the cross because he was looking to something greater what did he see on the other side hebrew says he saw all of humanity yeah but he saw you he was looking to you said in 2023, they're going to come to Resurrection Revival at Kingdom City Church, and they thought they were here by accident, but I've created a divine strategy for the last 2,000 years, and they might feel like their story is filled with detours and broken roads and busted marriages and broken promises, but I'm about ready to restore and redeem the situation of their life. I'm about ready to bring them back to life. I'm drawing them to myself, and when you find me, you find life the believer in the room that your faith has grown cold maybe it's the last couple years in the craziness of this world today my one goal is to bring home the lost sons and daughters the prodigals and to reignite the church of Jesus Christ every believer to believe again to believe greater that there's an area of your life that feels defeated that you need a resurrection revival and today is your day if you would have faith to believe, you will see. And so today, as we dig into the word, I believe God has a word for your heart. For some of you, it's come home. For others, it's come alive. And today is the day that we get to do both. Amen, Amen. can we pray? Amen. Heavenly Father, we love you. We should pause in the moment to just realize that the weight of this moment is that we're talking to the God that created everything. God that made us, the God that loves us, but we only have access to your throne, to your grace, to your ear, to your heart because of what Jesus has done. You sent a gift, your own son. He paid the price for all of our sin and shame. Lord, if there's someone in the room that doesn't know that yet, let them receive salvation today. Today is their day of divine homecoming. Lord, for those that need a recharge, a renewal, a resurrection, revival of their faith. Today is a day where you're speaking to their heart. So we get out of the pomp and circumstance of our Easter outfits and the brunch that's about ready to happen. And we sit at the feet of our King to hear what heaven wants to say, what God wants to reveal. Our hearts are ready and receptive, not to hear a religious story, but to hear the voice of heaven speak. Speak, Father. Speak, Holy Spirit. We are ready to receive what you want to say and change us from the inside out. It's in the powerful and beautiful, majestic, unbelievable name of Jesus that we pray and a faith-filled 11 a.m. says, Amen. amen, amen. Can we welcome those online watching us right now? The men of Lansing Correctional, we love you so much. Okay, this is my fourth preach in a row. Bam, 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 okay? So you gotta bear with me. If I, uh, if, I, if I lose train of thought for a moment, just shout me down anyway. But this is the way I look at it, it's the way I look at it for the 11th. Uh, I hit a single in the first service, I got to second on the second service, I went to third, and now we coming home. Can we bring it home together? Come on, can we get on home today? All right, don't clap too much, we might be here till next Easter. Resurrection Revival. You know, the truth is, if you feel defeated in the area of your life, you're living in less than God's best for your life. A problem's gonna occur, of course. Our, our trouble's gonna come our way, yeah. The Bible says you can have it, but you can also, Jesus says you can be of good cheer when you face the, the worst in this world. Because he makes this statement that only Jesus could make, I've overcome the world. I'm victorious over the world. All of the problems and all of the warfare that have come against you, Jesus said, I'm above it all, but I'm with you through it all. So you can face it. But if you feel defeated in this place, it's because there's an enemy at work that tries to stop God's best from being the reality of your daily life. Because we don't just celebrate resurrection on this day, resurrection is supposed to be a part of our life every day. We can have a resurrection revival on our Monday. We can have a resurrection revival on a Thursday. On your worst day can still be a resurrection revival because God is with you and Jesus is for you. But there's an enemy and adversary of us all. The Bible makes it very clear, he hates you. He hates all of humanity because we're made in the image of God. But particularly, he hates those that have said yes to Jesus because now you're in the family of God. And what he can't do is if you said yes to Jesus, if you're a believer, he cannot steal your soul but he will suck the life out of you. We've experienced that the last couple of years, have some of us, like we've experienced the toxicity of this world, the world at its worst. We've been in conflict with one another. We've, been, we've felt betrayed from time to time. We've been anxious over the news and all the drama in this world, and it has sucked the life out of those that are supposed to be the ones that bring life into the world. The enemy wants to destroy you. Jesus actually says this. In John chapter 10, John's Gospel, Jesus says there's a thief out there. He, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a killer. He's a stealer. He's a murderer. He, he's the, the worst. How, how could I describe it? Um, he, he, he cheers for the Raiders. And sometimes the Broncos. He's the worst. And he only comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So that's not very exciting. But Jesus says, no, 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 let, let me finish what I started here for a moment. Uh, uh, let, me, let me tell you the rest. But let me tell you why I'm here. I'm here because he was here and he's ruling and reign for a while, but I've come to take the keys of sin and death. And wherever I go, there goes life. Jesus says, I have come not to give you a religion where you show up from time to time and sit in church, but I've come to bring life and not just a little bit of life, I've come to bring life in its fullness. One translation says, I'm gonna bring a richness to your life. So any area of your life where you're not experiencing a full life or you don't have full faith, the enemy has been stealing the life from you. It's interesting in the original language here, it's written down in Greek, That uh, that's what our New Testament manuscripts, the majority of them are written in, and that word that Jesus used for life, uh, there's actually three different words, three different words that are used throughout the New Testament. And the one that Jesus uses is Zoe life. Zoe life is a bit different than the other the other two. Uh, we have bios life, where we get the word uh, biology from. It's actually natural life. It's the the beating of your heart. It's the blood running through your veins. It's uh, the 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 the. the the air in your lungs right now, that's your biology life. Then there's suke life, or you could say it this way, psyche life. That means your your ability to think, your ability to form a thought. Like you might be, some of you that stayed up too late, you got dragged here by your mom, you got bio life right now, but you don't have suke life, you're checking out, let's check back in for a moment. But Jesus says there's one that's better than both of those. It's zoe, And Zoe, for lack of better definition, just means God's kind of life. It's a life, not just a physical life, and it's not a life of just thought, it's a spirit life. And he says, I have come to give you a supernatural spirit life, and that kind of life in its fullness. I've come to give you the God life for you, and not just a little. Not a little on a Sunday when you hear a song that you like. Not a little in your prayer life every once in a while. Not a little bit of peace. Not a little bit of blessing. Not a little bit of favor. I've come to give you Zoe life in its fullness. Everywhere you're empty right now, you are missing the mission of what Jesus came to give you. The Zoe the Zoe life. And I believe the Zoe life, it can change your bio. It can change your psyche. It can revitalize broken bodies and restore tormented minds. It can, it can change everything about you, but the enemy wants to keep you resisting, bring resistance against this revival. Resurrection has resistance. It did at the tomb, and it does still today in your heart and in your mind. John chapter eleven, the next chapter in John's gospel, we see that, that Jesus shows up in this powerful story. Jesus hasn't gone to the cross yet; that's coming in the next few weeks in this timeline. And Jesus actually goes to his friend's house, Lazarus. Now, Lazarus was sick, and Jesus knew it, but Jesus seems to delay. It seems only intentional. Jesus like takes his time because we know Jesus is a the healer. They all knew Jesus was a healer. The Bible says in one place, he heals everyone that came to him of all different kinds of sickness and disease. Where Jesus went, the lame could walk, the blind could see, the deaf could hear. And so we know that Lazarus, his close, dear friend, is struggling and sick, and Jesus just seems to take his sweet time showing up to his house. And by the time that Jesus gets there, Lazarus had been dead a few days. And one of Lazarus' sisters runs out, Martha. Martha was always on the run, if you know the rest of the story. Mary stayed back home. Mary sat at the feet of Jesus while Martha was working. Sometimes I maybe think Martha was, or Mary was just kind of chill. But Martha runs out and says, Jesus, it's so good to see you, but you're not really on time. We needed you earlier. Where were you? And Jesus responds, no, 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 listen. It's cool. I got this. He's going to rise again. And she, listen, listen. she gives a religious answer back. She's like, okay, yeah, I know. One day, when eternity meets the end of our days, everyone's gonna rise again. One day he'll have Zoe life in eternity. Life with God in perfection in heaven. That's great for everyone, I get it. And Jesus says, no, 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 not that day. He's gonna rise today. He's gonna rise right now. And then Jesus tells her in John 11, verse 25 and 26, I am the resurrection and I am the Zoe. Wherever I am, there's resurrection. And wherever I go, there's the God kind of life. And anyone, this includes you, who believes in me will Zoe live. Live with God now, not one day in eternity. Even after you die, guess what? I will be, you'll be with God for forever. And everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never really die. And then he says this, do you believe this, Martha? Let me make it personal to you for those that maybe feel like your faith is on fumes. The Bible says that a hope deferred makes the heart sick. Some things haven't worked out in your situation and you've lost some of that vigor, some passion for your purpose, for your calling. You quit believing God in that area of your life. I don't know what that area is, but some of you know exactly what it is. Do you believe this, whoever you are? Son of God, daughter of God, do you believe this? Or do you just have a religious answer that I know one day God's gonna make all the pain in this world fine with the promise of eternity with him? But Jesus says you can have resurrection revival now. And he comes up to the tomb with everyone watching. And he says, Lazarus, get out. And he rises from the dead. A resurrection revival in their home. But he asked Martha something that I think the spirit of God wants to ask and prompt your heart today. Do you believe this before you see it? When that situation, that relationship, that despair, that heartache, that hurt in your life, that lack of faith to believe in the goodness of God in that situation, will you believe it now? Or will you just believe that one day it will happen when Jesus says today is the day of salvation? I think so many believers are living with defeat and not living in destiny because we're just waiting for the eternal to experience life. And oh, what a glorious day that will be. In fact, one of my main goals as a pastor is to make sure I prepare you with the works of ministry you're called to do in this life and in this world so that day in eternity can be a day of huge blessing and benefit, but you can experience breakthrough and power now. You do not have to wait till it all is settled and God redeems and renews all things. He can redeem and renew you and do a new thing in you today. There's a resurrection revival for your heart and for your life. And 2,000 years ago, there was, there was resistance to the resurrection. The enemy wanted to keep Jesus in and keep Jesus down. And they did three things, three things to try to stop and discredit the resurrection. And I think the enemy of us all still uses a similar strategy to us today to stop that Zoe life from permeating and changing us and ultimately changing the world around us. We see that in Matthew 27, Jesus has gone to the cross and Pilate, it says... He told them, hey, have your best guard. Have a guard, not just a guard. He's talking about a group of soldiers. Go ahead and secure the tomb the best that they can. Let's just listen to what this means. This is talking about the Roman Empire, the known leaders and rulers over the known world at that time. And he says, I want you to do your best. So the best military on the planet is sending their best guys to try to stop this from there being a break in. They did not know that they were going to have to get knocked out with a breakout. So they went and secured the tomb and then sealing it with a stone and then posting the guards. There's some resistance to revival. There's a stone. There's a stone in the way. I don't believe one man can move in his own power. Why do I believe that? Because the Bible says that Mary, Jesus' mother, and Mary Magdalene and Salome, they go to the tomb to anoint the body as was their ritual on the day after he laid in the tomb for a day. They went to go anoint his body and on their way they realized maybe we didn't plan this out all that well. It says in Mark 16, they asked each other on the way there, who's going to roll away the stone to the entrance of the tomb? And maybe there's a hyper macho guy out there says, yo, I got it. But I tell you, if there's three women and one of them is a mom, she got mom strength, you ain't got it. It was something too powerful for a person by themselves to move. What's the stone represent in the resistance of the revival of your heart in your life? It represents a weight you can't lift. It represents the limits of your own natural strength or your willpower. You cannot obey enough to break through. You cannot try to ignore it enough for it to go away. It's a limiting factor in your life that you cannot fix. You are not strong enough to remove it. For some of you, that might mean a struggle in your life to overcome all the things that you've faced. It seems like everywhere you go, there's a weight on you. Some of you, might represent an addiction in your life that maybe nobody knows about, but it haunts you at night because although you try to pray it away, you try to will it away, it never seems to go away. Maybe it's a cycle of mistakes or what the Bible would call sin that all of us have where we miss the mark, but yours just keeps coming back and coming back and you're one step forward and two steps back. It's a weight of something you cannot break through in your own ability. And because of that, you just feel defeated all the time. And destiny's always for somebody else, but never for you. Hebrews 12 says we all have this weight on us. The author of Hebrews says it's like a A sin that so easily entangles all of us. In order for us to run our purpose, we gotta learn how to get it out of our life. It says though we are able to shake that weight off, infomercial for the shake weight right there, by us what? Keeping our eyes on Jesus. In other words, you don't have the power in your own abilities to stop some of the limitations in your life. You cannot obey enough to have all the breakthrough in your life. You need us greater power. You need a resurrection and life a always strength to show up to do what you cannot do in your own ability. Psalms 52 says, though, you can give your burdens to God. The weight that has crushed you, the weight that you can't lift, the mistakes you can't break out of that are stopping the breakout of resurrection from happening in your life, you can give it to him. Why? Because he will take care of you. He is well capable and strong to lift up something that's been on your family for generations. He can break it and he can lift it. That's why Jesus says, come to me all who are weary, who are worn out, who are heavy burdened, and I will give you rest for your soul. Where you've been restless, when you've been oppressed, when you've been weighed down, we come to Jesus and he gives us peace. But he also has power. He doesn't give us a moment of tranquility. He also takes care of the situation. When he was prophetically declared about the messiah by the prophet isaiah he said he's got the strength to carry the whole world on his shoulders and if he can carry all the government and all the craziness of this world if through him and by him all things were created then why have we not given him that stone that's held us down why do we still try to take care of it ourselves there's a stone and secondly they sent their best guard they sent some soldiers i try to wear this one but it already is gingerfied so we know it's anointed But there's soldiers that are there. What does that represent in our life? This Roman rule, this oppression over people, it's just anything and everything that tries to fence you in. Something Maybe for you it's a relationship or a broken series of relationships where there's been betrayal or you've broken trust and no matter what you try to believe for, I feel like I can never get out of this cycle that I'm in. I'm always held back. I think for many of us, this is what the guards or the soldiers represent, is that we believed once and it didn't work, just like Martha and Mary were waiting for Jesus to come and heal, not realizing he was gonna resurrect, that Jesus actually designed the delay so God could give it a greater glory in the situation, and because it hasn't worked on our timeline, and we've given up this hope, and we've gotten into despair. So now what do we do? We live guarded in our faith maybe just being in this Western world where we have an answer for everything. We know why God hasn't worked in that situation, and so we just keep our faith pinned back, and it's on guard. We we won't trust again, we won't believe again, we won't hope again, we won't take the action step of faith to to believe, again. maybe we won't forgive again because we've just been hurt too many times, so we just keep it on guard. Your past experience of disappointment as you guarded from believing you know smoky the bear not in your bible by the way got a lot of new believers here not in your bible he says only you can prevent forest fires but let me tell you your pastor is here to tell you only you listen 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 only you can stop your destiny you are the limiting factor in your life yes you've made mistakes god can change that redeem that restore that Yes, there's some broken relationships in your estate. Guess what? You woke up again to fresh mercy and grace today. So the only one stopping the will of God and all of heaven's power and majesty at work in your daily life, on your Monday life, is actually you choosing to believe again. And if you're guarded against believing in God because hope deferred has made your heart sick, you need to get a resurrection revival to trust him and to take him at his word. To believe. If you believe, you will see. In Matthew 28, Jesus is busted out. Jesus on the loose. Jesus didn't dance. He just pulled, out his, pulled up his pants and rolled the rock away, right? He out. Stupid. Forgive me. But they come up with a story to try to silence this celebration they come up with some lies to try to spin the story in a way to stop the resurrection from taking root in the hearts of the people matthew 28 the the guards show up and they're like bro you had one job one job they didn't realize they got knocked down by divine power so when the chief priests had met with the elders verse 12 they devised a plan They gave the soldiers a large sum of money telling them you're to say this, his disciples came during the night and stole them away while you fell asleep. And if this goes to your boss, if this gets to the governor, don't worry, we'll satisfy him with our version of the story and we will keep you out of trouble. So it says the soldiers took the money and did as they were instructed. And this story has been widely circulated among the people even to this very day. There's stories out there that God ain't good that God doesn't work, that it isn't real. I wrote this, resurrection, fake news. Maybe for somebody else, but not for me. Maybe for, maybe for someone who's been doing things right for a long time, but man, I haven't been able to bust out of this, and I'm still guarded to trust God. So that story, man, I, I can celebrate your win, but I'm stuck, I can't believe it. It ain't for me. Let me tell you, even religion will tell you some lies. I think even well meaning people to try to make sense of your struggle will tell you some things to maybe thinkingly putting you at peace, but actually are pausing and stopping you from experiencing God's power. They'll say things like, Yeah, Jesus did miracles and his apostles did too, but when the apostles died, so did God's power. Fake news. Yeah, maybe that's for the, the weak-minded person to believe that Jesus rose from the dead and he's still at work among his people. Come on, but you're, you're smarter than that. Try to discredit and steal what God wants to do. God did it for them, but you know what? He can't, he can't do it. He can't do it for me. I messed up too many times. People will say, Who do you think you are? That you could believe God for that in your relationship. Who do you think you are? that you think your kids can go on to do that. Who do you think you are that God can reconcile your marriage? Who do you think you are? I know what you've done. The voice whispers to your heart. Just the way that the enemy who steals, kills, and destroys whispered in the garden. Did God really say? Is God really like that? Why don't you listen to that voice instead of listening to the voice that created all things and recreate the thing, the heart plan? the plan of heaven that God has designed and destined for you. You know, my kids are still at the age where they kind of believe anything I say. And I work that to my advantage all the time, knowing that the shot clock will run out on that someday. But they'll believe me. So I try to make things beneficial as, as possible. They'll ask me some questions about deep, dark stuff that's going on in this world, and I will tell them the truth. But a lot of times I'm leading them to what I want them to believe. I call that being a good dad. The Bible says that you need to have some childlike faith in order to inherit all the kingdom has for you. And listen, you've grown up in this world and you followed Jesus for a while and not everything got fixed. You're like you're like Martha running out to Jesus, wondering out where were you? Where were you? Jesus says, no, 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 not one day in heaven. Right here now, I am the resurrection and I am the Zoe life. And we're about ready to change some things that you thought were dead. Dreams that you put on, they've not been delayed or denied. They've been set up for a destined time just like this one. And so if you can get your childlike faith back again to believe the news, to believe the real story. Do you know the word gospel literally means good news? It means with all the bad news in this world, and maybe all the news, it might even be factual about your yesterday. When you get the gospel as the story of your life, it means all the bad things become good because God can even use the brokenness and redeem it for his glory. If you can believe again. The stone, listen, nothing is too strong for your God. No problems in your yesterday that have lingered in your day, no oppression that you feel on your life can limit the mighty hand of God from removing and breaking barriers. The Bible says he can tear down strongholds. Something that's had a stronghold on you can end today in a resurrection of a Bible where you've been guarded to believe again and to trust. God can knock it to the floor in a moment because no one can stop the plan of heaven for your life but you and whatever the news has been about you or the false things about God, you might've believed up to this point. It's time to believe again because the resurrection is not just for the dead one day to spend eternity with heaven. There's a resurrection revival for everyone to experience heaven on earth now. It's for you if you will believe. Do you believe this, Martha? Will you receive this? Listen, there's a spirit on the inside of you right now as a believer. Everything on the inside is trying to say, yeah, 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 let's bust this stone out right now. Would you trust my power at work, even in your imperfection? Uh, God wants to break through. There's a spirit on the inside of you that says, hey, don't get guarded anymore, let's trust God again. There's a spirit on the inside that's silencing all the lies that you used to believe and is going to speak truth. The Bible tells us that the Spirit in Romans 8, the Spirit of God, listen, this will change your life. The Spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of you. Zoe's on the inside of you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give you Zoe life life in its fullness. In the midst of the thief, he will kick him to the curb because when the enemy tried to steal, kill, and destroy, God will take back everything that's been stolen from you. He'll repay your shame with double. He'll renew your strength. He will redeem your situation. It lives in you. The same spirit lives in the heart of a believer. Do you believe this, Mark? If you believe it, you will see it. If you believe it, you can have it. If you're empty, I will fill you, says Jesus. If you're lost, I will guide you, speaks Jesus. If there's weights of oppression, I will destroy them, says Jesus. If you're guarded, you can let me in. You can trust God again, speaks the spirit of Jesus on the inside of you. Jesus said it's better that I go Man, it'd be really cool to have Jesus walking with us right now. Jesus says, it's better that I leave because what I'm going to send you is not greater than me. It is me. It's my divine presence and empowerment, enablement from heaven to get to work in your own heart. So before, when you couldn't have cast out a demon or heal someone, you had to come to Jesus. But now that spirit that changes the spiritual atmosphere of your world and your life, that produces Zoe life in its fullness, lives on the inside of you. And this week, we're celebrating the empty tomb. But next week, church, listen, we're going to the upper room. We're gonna spend a time studying scripture and seeking the voice of God, the divine empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And for some of you, you have believed the fake news about the Holy Spirit for far too long. That it makes you weird. Those Christians that are weird with the Holy Spirit are weird without the Holy Spirit. You need the fruit of the Spirit You need the gifts of the Spirit. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the only way to raise dead things back to life. That's the only way to live a rich and satisfying life. That's the only way to experience the Zoe life that God has for you. I love this verse, Psalms 85, this passage. We're going to read it from the message because this is a song. Psalms means song. And it's a song of of expectation. It's a song of request. It's a song of of, of desire. God, I I need you to do this for me. And they sing it out, and it's so poetic in 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 the message. It says, why not help us, they sing to God. Why not help us make a fresh start? God, can you help? God, can you hear me? I need a resurrection life, God, they sing. Then, when you you finally do that, then your people will laugh and sing. Show us, God, how much you love us. Give us the salvation that we need. I can't wait to hear what you're gonna say when you finally speak. God's about to pronounce his people well. The word shalom, it means peace and wholeness. A holy people that he loves so much. He's about ready to finally, finally talk to us, finally save us, finally rescue us. And then we don't have to wander around living like fools anymore. See how close his salvation is to those that are in awe of him, that revere him, that honor him, that fear him. Our country, they said, is going to be a home base for your glory. Friend, this is what you need to understand. They sing a song of anticipation, but that is the Old Testament. That is B.C. That's before Christ. We live A.D after the year of our Lord. We here live from the finished work of the cross. We live from this moment on, from the empty tomb. We live right now from the Pentecost falling of the Holy Spirit. We live now in the reality of salvation. We're not asking for it, we can receive it. We're not asking for resurrection, it's ours. It's empowered us. We're not asking for his voice, he's speaking to your heart right now. We're not waiting for the day when Jesus says it can happen today. It can happen right now. If you will believe it, you will receive it. Do you believe this, Martha? Do you believe I can raise the dead? Do you believe I am the way, the truth, and the life? Do you believe I can raise your broken relationships back to life? Do you believe I can restore every broken place? Do you believe there's resurrection for your God dreams again? Do you believe there's a revival not in eternity in today this sunday is resurrection revival for all those that would believe romans 8 stay on your feet if god is for us is he for us then who or what or even your own self could ever get in the way then who could be against you oh I have a reminder that every once in a while when I come up against a problem or some pain I got to look back and when I look back at Calvary's cross I see a God he's for you he's with you he loves you before you said yes he said yes before you even knew about him he knew you before you went into that busted relationship he already had a plan to restore your heart Before you didn't know where to go, he already was preparing a way for you. When you felt like you were out of life and life had run out, he says, no, no, no. I have come to give you life and to give you life in the fullest. And if he is for us, which he is, then who can be against us? And if God gave his only son for you, what will he not give you? He'll give you everything that you need to live a life with him. Let me pray for you. Father God, I thank you for every heart here. You're not done. And though our sin has been declared by Jesus finished at the final work of the cross, you're not finished. You're the author and the finisher of our faith. So we choose to put our faith in you. The stones of oppression and the weights of this world, the worry in our heart, Lord, we ask you to lift it. We can't do it on our own. The soldiers that we put up in place to guard us protect us or even broken relationships that we feel like have limited us you're going to shake the ground and knock them over because not only did you bust out but you're breaking in, breaking every stronghold in our life, breaking every heart of stone that we might have and we choose to believe the good news that you're not done you're still a savior, you're still a healer you're still a restorer you're still a redeemer You're our Prince of Peace. You're our mighty God. You're always with us. You give us wonderful counselor. You're not confused. You have a plan. There's a destiny right in front of us. We'll get childlike faith again. And even if we believe just a little bit, it's enough to throw mountains of stone into the sea to disappear. So Lord, I declare over our church and every guest in this room, walking in revival from this day forward we're walking in the power of resurrection there might be an enemy and we might have felt the weight of his weapons but the weapons of our warfare are not of this world they are mighty in God for the tearing down of every stone every guard every fake story news about us we thank you that you're tearing down strongholds right now and we can have Zoe life in its fullness from this day and forever one of the heaviest phrases you've ever heard but it is very true this is the most important moment of your life because if you do not have God which Jesus says without me he's the way the truth and the Zoe life without me there's no way to get to the Father but when there was no way Jesus made a way but you have to receive that gift You didn't get a credit for showing up in church by being kind to other people that's a beautiful part of having the fruit of the spirit in your life but that didn't save you this is a grace that is unmerited you could not earn it you have to receive it it's a gift if you've never received it today is your day of salvation today is your day of resurrection and revival it's time for the lost to come home. Or maybe you've drifted away and it's time to say yes again. Maybe you've believed under the weight of the rock and the guardedness of your life and the fake news. You, you, you've believed a lie that God is far from you and you need to come back home to him. So we're gonna pray a prayer. And this prayer is miraculous in nature because we're believing in our heart the truth of the gospel that Jesus has saved us and we're securing that salvation but putting our trust in Him. Going to pray down out as one big family of faith. Those online, you're going to pray with us. Those at Lansing, you're going to pray with us. If that is you with no one looking around, I'm not going to make you come up front. But this is your moment of surrender. I'm asking you for one act of humility because the Bible says He gives grace in love. If that is you and you're making a fresh start with Jesus for the first time or the first time in a long time, you just lift up your hand. No one's looking around. It's just me. And say, I need a fresh start with Jesus. And Pastor Kyle lets me lift your hand. Lift your hand. There's one, there's two. Eight in the back, nine. It's dark in here. I might not be able to see you physically, but God sees your heart spiritually. Beautiful, I see you in the back. Never too late, I see you. Can we pray this beautiful prayer of surrender, this prayer of resurrection, revival, all together as one family? Why don't we go ahead and lift up our heads and open our eyes? Because this is just, I don't know about you, but I don't have my eyes closing down when we party. The Bible says all the heaven parties from just one. We got a dozen in this place. How many more? How much shall we celebrate the goodness of God, amen? Say this with me, come on, even online. Say, thank you God for your incredible love. I was broken beyond repair until you came. You bridged the gap between my brokenness and your perfection. You sent Jesus, your only Son, who died on the cross and He rose from the grave. My sins are forgiven. My past is settled, my future's secure. Jesus, give me life, life in the fullness. I give you my life from this day forward. I'm walking in resurrection. I'm walking in revival. I'm going after you. I am saved. I am set free. I am filled with the Spirit, and I'm following after you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Amen. Come on, let's celebrate. Stay in the room. Let's sing praises to God.